1: this is depraved completely depraved but extremely revealing understanding the mentality the psyche of the people we're about to discuss is key to understanding the entire nightmare being suffered by the palestinian people as well as understanding a huge roadblock to the only viable way out of all of this which is a just piece where palestinians and Israelis share the land on the basis of equality. Now, as the risk of famine stalks the people of Gaza because of Israel's onslaught and siege, as 80% of the world's hungriest people are in Gaza, as Palestinians are forced to eat grass to survive. As the Red Cross declares hunger has reached beyond catastrophic proportions, Israeli protesters are blocking humanitarian aid from entering Gaza via a crossing. And indeed, they're being allowed to. The Israeli state has not dispersed them. Well, I don't need to tell you how they deal with Palestinian protesters by way of contrast. Now, these protesters are camping outside at the border and stopping aid trucks from getting in. As it is, Israel is not allowing anywhere near enough humanitarian aid in. And before people go, well, that's awfully generous of Israel to let any in, they are obliged to by international law. It is illegal to impose collective punishment on on a civilian population via a siege, and one of the provisional orders issued by the International Court of Justice was that Israel must allow access to humanitarian aid to prevent genocide. Now, I'll explain how Israel is blocking such aid in general, but let's first of all just see a excerpt from this video from Al Jazeera today. Mm-hmm. Obviously so we don't want the trucks coming through, supplying aid to the Gazans, which then go to Hamas.
0: Until, until, we, we, until we finish this war, there is no need for whatsoever us to give them any kind of aid.
1: These civilians are not simply uh, spontaneous. Uh, uh, protesters, but that they're aided and facilitated by the Israeli uh, armed forces. And unfortunately, uh, the IDF is uh, is making sure that it's not itself uh, um, impeding the delivery of aid, but it's using the, the civilians uh, as a guide to do so. So some basic points there raised in that video, that the United Nations say Israel prevented 56% of planned aid missions to northern Gaza in January, allegations there that these protesters are being facilitated by Israeli authorities, providing convenient cover to make it look like they're allowing aid to get in. Unfortunately, these protesters have just happened to get in the way. Now you can hear one of these triumphant protesters here. <laughs>
0: וזה וזה בזכותכם.
1: קראנו לכם, ניכשנו, הייתם כאן איתנו, והנה, על ההישג הזה. המסיות עומדות כאן, צהונות, מלאות באוכל,
0: מים, אספקה, כל מה שהחמאס צריך, אבל זה לא יגיע יום בידיים של חמאל, כי אנחנו כאן ועצרנו את זה. יש עוד משיות לאורך הגבול,
1: מאז נושאים שתיים משיות נעשכו, והחמאס היום הולכים לישון לעבים. אבל, אנחנו צריכים להמשיך, and so, the to the There is footage of them, for example, attacking these trucks, these food aid, uh, trucks as they try to enter Gaza. In one example, an Israeli ultra-nationalist protester yelled at a Palestinian truck driver, I am the owner here, you are a slave, which is indicative of a supremacist mentality, which of course underlines every settler colonial project throughout history. Now, I just want to say a few things in the broader context. But before I do, Alex deval, an expert in famine, as a weapon of war who I've previously interviewed, wrote a column in The Guardian entitled Unless Israel Changes Course, It Could Be Legally Culpable for Mass Starvation. The first two paragraphs are frightening. He writes, Gaza is experiencing mass starvation like no other in recent history. Before the outbreak of fighting in October, food security in Gaza was precarious, but very few children, less than 1% suffered severe acute malnutrition, the most dangerous kind. Today, almost all Gazans of any age, anywhere in the territory are at risk. There is no instance since the Second World War in which an entire population has been reduced to extreme hunger and destitution with such speed. And there's no case in which the international obligation to stop it has been so clear. Now, according to the Israeli human rights organisation B'Tselem, Israel is starving Gaza. Most cultivated fields in Gaza, they say, have been destroyed by Israeli forces and accessing open areas and war in any case is dangerous. Bakeries, factories and food warehouses have been bombed or shot because of a lack of basic supplies, fuel and electricity. Israeli forces, um, Israel forces aid organisations to buy food from Egypt and prevents them from buying it in Israel, which would mean a more efficient and rapid transfer of goods, they know, as well as banning the private sector in Gaza from buying food, which they say would also potentially increase supply significantly. Trucks are inspected several times, meaning long lines form, while the little food that gets in is hard to distribute because of constant bombings, destroyed roads, frequent comms, blackouts, and shelters overflowing with hundreds of thousands of internally displaced people crowding into smaller and smaller areas.
0: Now,
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In terms of what all this means, many of you might be thinking, in that context, what on earth goes through the heads of protesters doing everything they can to starve desperate, desperate people? The life we have on this earth is short relatively speaking, and we all have choices about how we use that time. In this case, fellow human beings, and they are flesh and blood, just like us, have chosen to spend that precious little time trying to prevent humanitarian aid arriving to a population facing mass starvation and disease. Their healthcare, of course, has been destroyed. Now, these are not simply extreme outliers. Comforting, though, it would be to believe so. The role, of course, of the Israeli authorities in these protests must be investigated, not least given the ICJ ruling and the humanitarian obligations in general of an occupying power. But consider this, when the defence minister, Yov Gallant, announced the total siege of everything entering Gaza, food, medicines, energy, the lot, he did so on the basis that, as he said, Israel is fighting human animals. That, of course, was referred to in the ICJ judgment. An example of how the Israeli authorities have long encouraged citizens to think about palestinians this dehumanization the stripping away of humanity from those a nation oppresses is a crucial element of all forms of extreme subjugation historically and it is of course a precondition of genocide genocide is only possible when a population is stripped of their humanity so that empathy amongst the population of the oppressor nation is broken down you just don't see fellow human beings suffering and you just see them as mortal dangers as as, as violent would-be assassins who would destroy you first if you don't destroy them. Indeed, it should be noted that nearly 60% of the Israeli Jewish population, according to polling, oppose humanitarian aid being allowed to Gaza's civilian population. Clearly, that has genocidal implications. That, by the way, is referring not to those Palestinian residents of Israel who make up a fifth of the population. Now, there's nothing specific to Israel. Israelis in any of this. This is the long trodden path of colonial or settler states who try to subjugate peoples which don't want to be subjugated. The logic of every occupation requires the occupiers to be stripped of their own humanity. Gruesome to watch, but it isn't new or unique. In a statement written by Israeli leftists in 1967, what they wrote was prescient. I'm just going to read from it. Our right to defend ourselves from extermination Does not give us the right to oppress others. Occupation entails foreign rule. Foreign rule entails resistance. Resistance entails repression. Repression entails terror and counter terror. The victims of terror are mostly innocent people. Holding on to the occupied territories will turn us into a nation of murderers and murder victims. Let us get out of the occupied territories immediately. Well, that's what happened, isn't it? Settler-colonial states inevitably end up radicalising their populations, dehumanising the populations they're subjugating to justify what they're being forced to suffer, not least as you get resistance from that population, which leads to then more violent subjugation and then a vicious circle. And so the genocidal mentality you see on display of Israeli protesters seeking to starve a starving population, that's where you end up. Which is why we need to stand with the courageous Israelis, of course, within Israel fighting against this, as well as following the South African model, when most of the white population bought into apartheid and had to be forced against their will by international action, boycotts, sanctions, divestment, to realize they had no choice whether they liked it or not to abandon that system. It means selling hard trees not to demonize the Israeli population. Again, there's only gonna be peace based on accepting everyone that living on that land has to share that land. But it's about understanding the strategy of ending this monstrous injustice. Those are my thoughts, anyway. be interested to hear yours. Please like and subscribe. Uh, do share the video. Keep the show on the road at patreon.com forward slash ownjoes84. Listen to the podcast. I'll speak to you soon.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,